Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 191 for the week of September 3rd, 2011. I'm your host, Chris Privets, here with RP Gamer here with Anna Marie Newfeld. I feel like anybody reads the show notes. I know. And also, Roy Burnett. Hello there. Hello, everyone. And of course, everyone's favorite, um, and yet favorite that he's not on every week at the same time, Sean Lucifer Cooper. Who doesn't speak when it's his turn. Speak when spoken to. Hello, everybody. <laughs> oh, I see. So Sean's only going to speak when it's not his turn, and when it is his turn, we have to speak for him. You think that, but I'm going to keep you guessing. Oh. Right? <laughs> He's going to keep us guessing. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this morning, and thank you out there, listener, for downloading the show. And, of course, you guys in the chat room, we love to see you there. If you'd like to listen to the show live, come to rpgamer.com slash live anytime at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, to listen to the show live and uh, participate in the chat room. Anna? Yeah? You should start coming to the live chat, because in the next month, we're going to start giving away prizes we picked up at PAX. Glittering yeah. prizes. This is true. Uh, Can I win be- the prizes? Um, you actually, I think you can win one of the prizes. Excellent. I'll win all of the prizes. No, you won't well, win all the prizes. Well, you can't win this week. Sorry. Uh, Why curses. can't he win this week? Well, he's on the show. Yes, but given what we're giving away, I don't think we have a choice. Oh, we'll see. All right. Um, <laughs> so, hey, PAX was last week. And it hey. was fun. And we did hey. a podcast, so you can listen to that yes. for details on what we did at PAX. I am oddly inebriated. Yes, you were two apple ciders, two hard ciders, and the girl gets weird. It's it's I chugged them. Yeah. Once okay. You boot alcohol, it makes me tipsy. Yeah. Uh, extra life was the extra life party was fun. Pax was fun, and I think we'll have I don't know a couple more game impressions at the end that we hit on Saturday and or Sunday on the show, but we won't waste any time up front. Um, we don't have any feedback this week. I don't know why. Everyone's decided the show's not good anymore. They don't want to send us feedback or something like that. I don't know. If you'd like Naturally, to send us... Oh, what? I wasn't here. So. Oh. You know, and, and I think that's what it is, because I will get feedback next week. <laughs> I will. That is how it works. Why? Why did you have him back? <laughs> send him away! There's there's usually one like that, and then five that are like, oh, glad Sean was back on. So well, people miss you. Though. Yeah, it is kind well, of... Well, they just decided they liked me more because I had Zoltan on. Ah, that's true. It's true. They switched over to the Sanctum. Because uh, Zoltan really is a draw. He is a... Well, you didn't like his segment last time he was on, so I won't begrudge the point to you, Sean. But uh, people really enjoy him. So, I don't like anything. Well, yeah, that's true. Especially this <laughs> podcast and you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for we being are, on. <laughs> we are currently trying to make, uh, working on having him as the uh, co-host for the Sanctum. Wow, that'd be cool. Mr. Zoltan... I should uh I should actually move my podcast and steal them from you. Wouldn't that be polite? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Well, well, unless you're moving it to Saturday night, which is where I'm already at, then you're just out of luck. I'd probably do Saturday afternoon, and then he'd be so tired he wouldn't want to be on your show. That way I could sabotage it completely. Do it. <laughs> the podcast well, villainy. You, well, if you did it for Saturday afternoon for him, you would have to do it at like, three in the morning right yes the and thing, i know you're not well the thing is, well but he always <laughs> comes on right after the show ends he's always in the chat room like an hour after the show ends on saturday so he's up i don't know what he's doing but he's up 
But uh, enough about Zoltan. We're going to have a song later on in the show for Mr. Zo- from Mr. Zoltan. And I will read you some uh, notes from him that he provided. But for right now, we need to talk about news. Because we have no feedback. So it's time to do news. But, uh, oh, I should tell you how to send feedback to the show. If you'd like to send feedback on the show, podcast at email.com. Podcast at email.com. No. Podcast at rpgamer.com is the address. Also call us at 608-729-4098. And we can play your voicemail right here on the show. Or send us an MP3 file to podcast at rpgamer.com. And uh, what else? I think also post in the message boards at board.rpgamer.com. The show thread is in the latest update section of the forums. And we'd love to see your feedback there or anywhere. And then we'll meet your message right here on the show. And now, the news. So, big news this week. We're finally getting the Layton game. The last, the next Layton game. And uh, why is that big news for RPG gamers? Because it comes with an RPG. And unlike the version that came out in Japan, the RPG is going to be unlocked right from the get-go. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I don't know what's up with that, but it, uh, I don't know what, they, they just decided that American gamers, oh, they don't finish anything, so... We better unlock it right now. We don't finish anything, so we're going to unlock the 80-hour RPG. Yes. I don't think that trade of thought works, Chris. No? You don't like it? All right. But uh, it is a 16-bit RPG made by the same people who made Mother 3, Brownie Brown. And, uh, well, I guess they contributed to Mother 3. Whatever. It'll be out October 17th in America, two days after Extra Life, which is sad. But uh, the name of the RPG is Professor Layton's London Life. And so, look forward to that. In which Professor Layton spends his entire time on the London Eye, just going around. (laughs) Just around. For 80 hours, apparently. But he's got his 3DS with him, and you're trying to help him collect all the spot paths uh, connections as he can possibly get. The best way to help someone who owns a 3DS is to hit them in the face with a mining pick. I see. Well, you, you have to play 80 hours to unlock the mining pick. But of course, since this is on the 3DS and made a game from Japan, the only way you level up is by using the Street Pass function. Yes. Oh, jeez. No, this is actually a, a DS game. So it's a regular DS game paving the way for us to get the 3DS Layton, Layton 5, which is obviously on 3DS since I said it was the 3DS Layton. But uh, has anyone else here besides me never played a Professor Layton game? Nope, I haven't either. So we're split 50-50. Me and Anna have played all the Professor Layton games. Yeah, I play them as soon as they come out and usually beat them within the week. They're quite good. I really like them. I've looked at the Harry Hatzenfeld games. The last one, Harry Hatzenfeld, The Poisonous Marsh or whatever it was. And that was all right. But I guess those little uh, portable puzzlers aren't my cup of tea. I want something big and grand and nonsensical like the seventh cast where you're given puzzles at don't make any sense at all. It just left your own devices. Harry so Hatzenfeld? Yeah, it's what you know, the, the one with the fellow, and everyone's like, oh, You mean Henry Hatsworth? Yeah, that's it, yes. <laughs> I like Harry Hatzenfeld as well. But <laughs> you can't expect me to remember things. There's, there isn't there the one coming from Konami that's a complete ripoff of Professor Layton? Um, like the artwork, the concept. <laughs> Well, yeah, oh, the one, the Konami one that yeah. was at E3 this year? Yeah. The difference is is that instead of doing math puzzles, you're doing um, puzzles. <laughs> well, what a difference that is. <laughs> okay, so instead of doing math puzzles, I'm doing puzzles. Got it. Check. Write that down. 
What kind of puzzles? Like jigsaw puzzles? Anagrams? Well, only Anna can do anagrams. Um, move, movement puzzles. Like, um, you know how in Ocarina, or, yeah, you know how in Ocarina of Time you have to avoid the guards getting into the Zelda castle? Yes. Like that. Ugh. <laughs> this uh, sounds when, dreadful. When, when, when Wait, you said bad stealth puzzles, that, Those are stealth puzzles, then. And they sound yeah. bad stealth puzzles. This make me yeah. angry. When you said movement puzzles, I think you're going to swing the 3DS around like an epileptic. No, no. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun to see someone playing that game in public? Sorry, I'm just searching for my other stack of giveaway codes here, and I don't... I don't see it. Do you have the big stack of the uh, Deus Ex-related codes, Anna? No, you do. No, I've got a small one. I don't know where the big one is. Hmm. Um, I didn't think they got split. Oh, well. I'm going to search for it later. So, next story, um, and that's a, I threw that in there because it's a tease. But uh, next story is Crimson Alliance. So, so, check this out. You know how people bitched about Xbox Live games starting to cost $15? No. Are they? Why are people complaining about that? Uh, because they used to be ten bucks. Well, if there's sufficient content to justify the purchase of a fifteen dollar game, I don't see the problem. Right, except um, people are getting games that were the same length as before, but now they are having to pay fifteen bucks for them. Oh well, that's unacceptable. I mean, if you had a twenty hour game before, it was ten dollars, and there's a twenty hour game now, and it's fifteen dollars. That's unfair right and and the 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 whole issue is that the median price point for xbox live arcade games became 15 when it used to be 10 like you used to get a bunch of 10s now it's like pretty much all 15 well, well it used to be 50 dollars to play online and now it's 60 so correct yeah things go up uh but crimson alliance is who's be, who's publishing that is that microsoft publishing it anna uh yeah who developed it then uh, certain affinity, um, right? Certain affinity. Certain Thank affinity. You. Okay, yeah. Has to look through my business cards really fast. Yeah, I just found it. So, certain affinity has decided, or I guess Microsoft has decided, you know, we're going to give you a way to buy this game for ten bucks, but you can only play as one of the classes. <laughs> so, if you pay ten bucks, you unlock one of the classes. Crimson Alliance is kind of a action RPG beat 'em up sort of game, kind of like a mesh. It's kind of like Gauntlet. Um, used to be. It's Gauntlet all grown up. It's Gauntlet what? It's Gauntlet all grown up. All grown up. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Gauntlet all grown up. You run around, you kill stuff, and then at the end you get loot to upgrade your character with. Uh, and they've decided if you want to pay 10 bucks, you can get one character class unlocked in your game. So if you always play the wizard anyway, why pay for all three classes when you just play the wizard? And then for like five bucks more, you unlock like all the rest of the classes. Or you just pay 15 bucks and you get the full, the full thing. So... Uh, what, do you get to choose which class you want to unlock? Yeah. Yes, you do. Well, well, that's, that's a fair. nice way if of you, saving some money. Yeah, if, if, if you know that there, if you have no interest whatsoever in playing the other classes, I guess that could be mm. a deal. Well, I mean, and usually you're going to stick with one class while you play through the first time anyway, and then you decide, do I even want to play the game again, right? Oh, I think it's pretty cool. So, coming out September 7th, and you get to make that choice. Uh, we played Crimson Alliance at PAX, didn't we, Anna? He was good. Although we had someone with us that was kind of clueless, so our multiplier was... Well, our multiplier got better as he figured out what the heck he was doing. <laughs> yes, I suppose so. So, for those who are unfamiliar with the game mechanics, um, basically there's a multiplier that runs in the top right corner as you play. And... Um, 
as you do damage, and the multiplier goes up. As you take damage, the multiplier goes down. And so there are ways for all of the classes to work together to minimize the amount of damage that they take. So, for example, there is a heavy character, and he's supposed to sort of soak because he has a bunch of defensive abilities. And he's a tank. Um, yeah, the tank is a tank, and uh, the the wizard is able to do uh, debuffs like slow down and stick down and stuff like that. And then the rogue um, just flies everywhere and does stuff. The rogue she's very does rogue based. Thing. Yeah, she's very movement based. So, yeah. Um. One of the good one of the things we did at E three was um I was the wizard, I stuck stuff down and then the guy demoing for me was the warrior and he would smash things that were frozen. And then when we were at PAX, you were sticking stuff down and I was doing my roguey thing that I was jumping all over the place and killing them. Yes, it worked quite well. Yes. All we needed was the tank in front of us. Yeah. Which class are you gonna play, Chris? I don't know yet, but uh we'll figure it out. Okay. I don't think it matters. They they all look fun. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just how they work together. All right. So uh, something I could play while waiting for Crimson Alliance to come out next week, uh, since I'm a 3DS owner, is, of course, one of my 3DS Ambassador NES games. And the news that came out is that this is going to include uh, Zelda 2. Oh, is, great! As people know, that is the only RPG of the series. So. That's amazing. That's... <laughs> wow, Nintendo, you're awesome. Thanks for releasing that gem, that that forgotten wonder, that N- towering pinnacle of the RPG genre. Thank you, Nintendo. Oh, that's right. You've only released it eight other times. Forgot about that. I'm so glad that, that, that 3DS ambassadors are being given It's that. been released on the Game Boy Advance and on the GameCube. It's downloadable on the Wii. And the Wii. And so this is the fourth re-release. <laughs> I, I I just think that this this release of this for free to 3DS ambassadors shows what Nintendo really feels about their dedicated user base. I think it's a it's a nice gesture that kind of encapsulates their approach to gamers everywhere. Yeah, they really should have thrown in like Kirby. <laughs> that would have been we nice. love you so much, Zelda Two. Yeah. Well, they, they, could, they couldn't have given us Star Tropics too, or something like that. Given yeah. some of the rare NES games that were actually good, but no, I, I actually Jumping. enjoyed Zelda Two for what it was. Um, it's a very early action RPG, and I I enjoyed parts of it, or I enjoyed it. I could never beat the damn thing without a game genie though, so thing wasn't balanced, or not balanced for me at least. But, you had to cheat, Chris. Uh yeah, I had to cheat. I mean, that Shadow Link is crazy. Give me a break. Have you ever played him? It's crazy. Just I've crazy. beaten that game. It was dreadful. <laughs> I remember when it came out, I was so excited about it. And it was every, everything that we talked about in uh, my school. And then it came out, and I was tremendously disappointed. And I never forgave Nintendo. They killed my dreams. They killed my dreams of a wonderful Zelda game. Well, then they released 800 more. Then they released Zelda the... Uh, uh, Link to the Past on the yeah, Super Nintendo. Which I think is the they best made up Zelda for game. it. <laughs> it is the best Zelda game, but still, there was no reason. There was absolutely no reason at all for the giant middle finger that is Zelda 2. Uh, so if whatever. they really wanted to earn her love, they should have just given us a Link to the Past. Absolutely. <laughs> now that's that's a commendable effort, but they won't do that. They'll charge you for that one. So they're horrible. Horrible, evil, wicked company. 
that doesn't release games in America because they hate joy. Not that I'm biased or upset about it today. Ah. Well, I live in Europe, so I don't care. <laughs> I suppose I can't hurl a string of expletives at you on this podcast, but I'd like to. Well, let's see. Chris is thinking, how can I edit this out so that Nintendo never hears it? What do I have to do? Well, let's see. No, I, I'm, tr- I'm I'm having a conversation with someone I shouldn't be. So, <laughs> professionalism. Yes, persona. How about persona? That's Lots right, of persona James. news this week. Persona Four Vita. Yeah. So this is some big stuff. Persona Four is coming to Vita, and uh, persona. It's called Persona Four: The Golden, which. I don't know what's up with all these golden things because it's just going to make American journalists make bad jokes about it. But uh, <laughs> we'll just have to leave that where it lay. Uh, but the Persona 4 The Golden will be a Vita version of Persona 4. It will be, you know, Persona 4 on Vita. I think that's all we know about it, isn't it? It's coming out 2012 in spring. Uh, they're adding a new character. Oh, that's right. There are details and this story sucks. So let me find our story. It's probably better. Uh, there's a new character, some new voice acting, and I think that's it. Oh, and they said they're touching up the graphics. A, a new bit. character is huge. Like, it's a new playable character, isn't it? I think it's just a new NPC character. Oh, okay. New NPC character named Murray. Well, the, the new playable character for three was just adding in the uh, the option to play as female. Yes, but that added in a bunch of new social links, and a lot of the social links were rewritten for the female character. So it was a big change. Now, this one, I think, is just a new NPC. We also know now that they are starting to work on Persona 5. That was also announced. But we don't know a system yet. Yeah, we don't know what system, but we do know the music guy is back, Shoji Meguro, and uh, the character designer is back. And, uh, we don't know what system. Cough, PS3. Yeah, it'll probably be PS3, mm. but we don't know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's going to be. It, it, I mean, it's not going to be on 360. This is a Japanese-focused RPG, Anna. It's going to be on PS3. The three. Everyone's jumping ship on the on the 360 in Japan. Well, think about it this way: has a P, has a Persona game ever not ever come out on anything but the PlayStation minus the DS games? Eh, that doesn't matter. You can always start. It's got to start somewhere if it's not going to come out. But uh, whatever. Here's the other one. Persona 4, the ultimate in Mayonaka, a 2D fighting game featuring characters for Persona 3 and Persona 4. It'll be an arcade game. It'll be coming out spring 2012. And then uh, next summer, it'll be jumping to PS3 and 360 in Japan. It takes place two years after the end of Persona 4. So yes, there is a story in this game, and it will dig deeper into the plot. So there you go. Take that for what you will. For people who don't remember, the Personas all take place in the same world. Apparently, there are multi-world-ending disasters and um, demons and stuff that threaten the world in that universe. <laughs> and uh, that's all we know. But uh, they released some screenshots, and we've got them up from the Persona 4 fighting game, or from this Persona fighting game, and it actually looks um, pretty decent. At least looks the like art, it's going the art does. I don't know if the fighting quality is good, but 
Looks like they're going for the same graphical style as Bla Blaze Blue. But what other as graphical design could they do? developed by the people that made Blaze Blue. This is unsurprising. Oh yeah, that's true oh, I, too. I, I didn't. <laughs> yes, I did not that's know right. That. Yeah, it is being developed by the people who made Blaze Blue. <laughs> that I did not know. So, but uh, oh, here's another thing. Uh, the Persona Five game will be using the engine that Catherine used. We already knew that. Well, we know that now. Well, like, didn't we have this long discussion when Catherine was originally announced that they were pretty much creating this game as a test game for the Cath Persona 5 engine? Well, except that it's a third-party engine. But, sure. I guess they liked it good enough to keep going with it. Alright, so we got a fighting game for Persona series. Sean, you're not in the Persona series at all, are you? It's about Japanese things in Japan land starring, you know, a Japanese setting. That, that's not me, because I'm not Japanese. So, so no. why aren't you into the Professor Layton games, then? Because those are about London-type things in the London-type land. I, I'm told that, but I, the only ones I've ever played, like I said, are Harry Hatzenfeld. And well, that's I, very different. I, it's very different. <laughs> so I know that Nate Buplyles is a huge fan of the Professor Layton games, which has always been sort of a deterrent. Ah, uh, that would be a deterrent, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yes, because he loves them, and he tells me that I should play them, and I think, well... You also love going to Luna and getting drunk and vomiting and then making out with girls. So we have different interests, Nate. And then Got he it. says, you know, kiss it. And that ends our conversation. I'm sorry, what's wrong with making out with girls? He likes to vomit first. Immediately prior. Oh, nasty. Yeah, I think it's perhaps not the nicest way to, to make friends and influence people unless you're trying to influence them in the negative i suppose you know that guy over there is a nice looking guy but he tastes like vomit so maybe <laughs> maybe i won't talk to him anymore and so ends our segment on nate buffly there you go a man <laughs> relationship life other men. <laughs> okay so you're listening to the podcast today saturday september what was it third Tomorrow, Sunday, September 4th, which um, I guess would be Monday in Japan at some point. So 10 p.m. Pacific time, Sunday, September 4th in the U.S., they're going to be announcing a big thing about Dragon Quest. The next Dragon Quest. So they're going to be announcing... Wait, it's on the Wii, though. No, Dragon Quest Ten we already know is on the, on the Wii, but this is going to oh, be they're the announcing next Dragon, Dragon Quest, Quest apparently. Okay. Square Enix plans to hope, according to the story, Square Enix plans to host an event in Japan on Monday, in Japanese time, where it will reveal the next Dragon Quest game. And that's all we know. And here, you're, you're, I'm gonna take a wild stab in the stab in the darkness. Go, Michael Pector here, and say they realize they took too damn long to release it on the Wii, so it's gonna be on the Wii U because hmm. the Wii's dying. But it's possible. That they will just be showing off Dragon Quest X, and maybe it'll just be a showing. Or maybe they'll realize from a, from well, a certain so, perspective. So here's the stupid thing. So it's it's called the next Dragon Quest game, which we know Dragon Quest exists, and it's going to be made for the Wii, right? Okay. But all they're saying is they're going to talk about the next Dragon Quest. And so we're assuming they're talking about Dragon Quest X. It's possible they might be announcing something else, but they'll probably just be showing off Dragon Quest X, and we'll actually get to see it for the first time. So stay tuned tomorrow night. 
and that will be on dqx.jp, or you can watch the Ustream, uh, the stream of it live. dqx.jp is the official site. We've, we assume we'll get updated. You can watch the Ustream live at uh, ustream.tv slash channel slash se dash event. That's uh, Square Enix's event channel. It'll go live and stream the whole thing in Japanese, so good luck being able to understand it, but uh, you can look forward to Silicon Era and Andrea saying and stuff like that, doing like live blogs and whatnot. So there you go. All right, enough of that. Biggest announcement at PAX. Oh, I guess we talked about it last week, so we don't need to talk about it again this week. But uh, Penny Arcade Adventures Episode 3 coming. We've got an interview up with the guys from Z-Boyd Games. Go Exclusive watch it. Exclusive interview. Exclusive what? video interview from PAX. That's right. Darn right. And we also have interviews up with uh, Eve Online, lead game designer, Christopher, um, I want to say Tosin. I don't think that's right. Tolberg, I believe. Thank you. Yes, who discusses TTP. Tolberg, yep. TTP, time to penis. Uh, we have an interview up with Doug McLeod from Dead Island, and the uh, from Deep Silver, the studio that makes Dead Island. He's talking about his game. we got an interview up with Max Schaefer, CEO of Runic Games, talking about Torchlight 2. You excited for Torchlight 2 at all, Sean? Very. Yes, because unlike the... Diablo 3, it's not evil. Yeah, because you know, I don't have to have an online, a constantly online inter- internet connection, and it's not made by people who have lost the connection with their users got it so connection drop torchlight 2 is connection drop well said a nice way of putting it yes i've lost my constant connection to uh, blizzard and consequently can't play diablo 3 anymore so i'll be playing torchlight 2 with the rest of my staff yes so torchlight 2 we know it's coming and you find details more in the interview. Go check it out. It's on our YouTube account as well. If you just want to look there, RP, uh, excuse me, youtube.com slash rpgamer, D-O-T-C-O-M. That's right. We had to spell it .com because someone took rpgamer. Grr. Has he at least given a semi-official approximate release date for that? What, Torchlight 2? No. Yeah. This year? Well, <laughs> he says he doesn't want to reschedule his vacation, which is Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. However... I would like to point out that last time he took a vacation, like three days before the game released. Just saying. Yeah. You know. No, that's fair. Uh, Something we do know that's coming out is Atelier Totori, uh, The Adventure of Arland, which is the next NIS America gust type game that's coming out. It's, uh, It's coming out September 27th. And it'll be fifty nine ninety nine. They're gonna have a the if you they're gonna have a collector's edition basically by ordering early at NIS America's online store, which is you can find at uh, store.nisamerica.com. Cost you sixty bucks, which I think is the same price as a normal game, and you'll get the a free double sided poster, a book, and a CD soundtrack. Uh, okay, I totally buffed that. There is a premium edition and a regular edition. Premium edition. Is sixty bucks and comes with a soft co- soft cover art book and a CD soundtrack. And if you order early on their site, you also get a poster thrown in. So there you go, bonus stuff. Enjoy that. And let's see, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, Dragon Fantasy. So check this out. Say you're into old school Dragon Quest games. Any of you into old school Dragon Quest games? We all just I think just about all of us like Dragon Quest um, Five. So let's see, go with boy. that. Sure. <coughs> Besides Sean. <laughs> Strong know, objector to Dragon Quest Nine, apparently. I, I know how much people 
your love Dragon Quest. So I don't want to offend anyone by saying that I think it's a fucking terrible series. I wouldn't say that on this Yeah, podcast. you wouldn't say that, right? I wouldn't that would say, just no. be totally I would, inappropriate. I would want to be sensitive and try to understand the severe mental retardation that a person who loves Dragon Quest must be afflicted with. So, you know, I, I'm trying to be sensitive. Suddenly I'm very glad that Michael didn't make it this week. You <laughs> see? So am I. I think we'd get along really well, right? Right about now, we'd be. We'd, this is where we'd start getting on well. <laughs> well, a lot of our listeners are really into the Dragon Quest series, so and many of them also own iPhones. So I wanted to make them aware that Dragon Fantasy is a game that just came out for the uh, iOS platform. So iPhones, iPod touches, iPads, whatever. It is uh, on the App Store. Dragon Fantasy costs you what? Two ninety nine, and it's a big old RPG styled like just uh, styled like a old school Dragon Quest game. So if you really want, I, I I don't know yet if they make you choose from a menu item to go upstairs. I'm hoping they at least that uh, they didn't try to stick to it to that degree, but uh, there's always a chance that they did. <laughs> and uh, you can tell the story of Ogden, a once famous hero who slew the fierce dragons of Wester and saved the princess. Rewarded with the title of Castle Guard, Ogden thought his life was perfect. However, about 30 years apiece, he must rise once more to defeat the dreaded Dark Knight, who's out to destroy the kingdom and save the dragons of Wester. So there you go. He's got to go save the dragons. So that's a little different. So currently has five-star rating on the App Store, which is uh, pretty good. Uh, usually the games that get five-star ratings are things like t- uh, Tiny Wings and... Uh, uh, angry birds so when a more hardcore game gets a good rating it's a really good sign that uh, you know the fans have come out and they're really appreciating the game so th- check that out if you're interested at all in old school dragon quest and uh and you have an iphone in fact i bet you michael cunningham's gonna check that out because he's been looking for good meaty games on his iphone because he hasn't been happy with a lot of stuff on his iphone so when i grow up can i have a smartphone too i don't know can you? <laughs> If you save all your money, I, don't know. I, know how, I, I know decided how on a 3DS instead of an iPhone. I so. don't know yeah. if that was a good choice. Oh, it was a poor, poor decision. <laughs> she bought it for the new price before the new price was announced, so she saved the eighty bucks, and yes. she got it before um, Best Buy price matching. Oh. Best Buy, nice <laughs> price. Oh, that's really clever. So you buy it, and then after the price drops, you go back in and get the price adjusted. Clever, so, yeah, very clever. And she's getting the uh, all the games. So, yeah, she bought it and signed on to the investor room in the nick of time. Yes. Uh, let's see. Did you have to go to Walmart for that? No, we Best Buy. Best Buy. Welcome to the conversation. Thirty <laughs> seconds ago. My headset quick quit out on me for a second. It takes time for the messages to cross the Atlantic. Give the man a break. Yes. So, also, we know that Frontier Gate from uh, Konami and Tri-Ace, so I don't know why Konami are, is publishing a Tri-Ace title, but they are. Frontier Gate's going to have a playable demo available for download September 15th in Japan, so get your uh, get your Japanese PSN and or 360 accounts ready. I don't know which system this is on. Which is on. What's it on, guys? Frontier Probably Gate. Probably PS3. Probably PS3, but let's see. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually say on our page. Uh, PSP. PSP. So it'll be a it's a PSP game. So you get your uh, your PSN accounts ready, so you can download this, and uh, it'll be available September fifteenth. This is right ahead of TGS, 
and or the first business day of TGS. And so it'll be in conjunction with that. So if you know Japanese, you can try that out. If you've been looking forward to it and you want to know, get a head start on whether or not that's going to be good when hopefully it comes out here, which we have no announcements for a North American release date yet. But keep your eyes on that. Maybe it'll turn out to be pretty cool. We should make Quinn play it and then translate it. I like that. Uh, something else that I bet Quinn will be playing is uh, Skyrim, right? Is he into that? Yeah, I know you're into that, right? Who, me? Yeah. I'll be playing it. Whether or not I'll finish it is anyone's guess. But Are you not into Skyrim? I'm way more looking forward to Kingdoms of Amalur. Oh, I know you're big into like Fallout and stuff, right? Uh, no? Not really. Oh, you were big into Dragon Age. That's right. Yeah, so I, that, I hated New I hated New Vegas. You hated New Vegas. Okay, so you're into glitchy. Western RPGs, but not ones from Bethesda, it sounds like. I love Bioware. You love Bioware. What did it. you think of Dragon Age 2? I love Dragon Age 2. Idiot! <laughs> did you not like Dragon Age 2, Sean? I haven't played it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't need to play a game to accurately review it, though. So. Of course not. If I play a game, then my my opinion will become biased yes i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to tarnish my opinion with actual evidence yes of course it's a terrible not. idea it's better to remain above such paltry things as experience and actual knowledge damn facts yeah why let facts get in the way of, of a good you know very negative story I mean, Fox News has evidently proved that you don't need the facts to do a yeah. news story who, need, who needs facts this is the 21st century. Facts are so last century. Yes, indeed. What was they I just thinking? get in the way of whatever is on your mind. Well, uh, one of the facts we do know is that Skyrim is going to have console-exclusive DLC. So for 30 days, just like uh, Dead Money had with Fallout New Vegas, the first DLC pack for Fallout, uh, for Skyrim, uh, which I don't think we have a name for, will be exclusive to the, three, to the 360. Uh Yes, and that's even versus the PC version, unfortunately. You know, I would be really interested to see whether or not that those, um, whether or not that that actually pans out financially for Microsoft to keep paying people to do that. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine it might for the Call of Duty map packs, but I can't imagine it affects it too much for things like Skyrim or something like that. So because here's if you, the: if, if you yeah. only bought one version of the game, then you're just going to get it on whatever platform you bought it on. So here's the debate. Right, but the idea is, is if you have to choose between multiple platforms, like Chris or me, if I ever go out and buy it, if you're interested in DLC, Oh my gosh. Then yeah? Sorry, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Would if you're it interested not in DLC, what? Would it not influence where you buy it? No, because I'm only going to buy the PS, PC version. As the question was not actually directed at you and directed at Chris, I'd kind of want him to answer that. So um, I'm going to get the PC version, too. I mean, I, I, I have no interest in playing that game with a controller um, after having played that game with a controller. I, I just couldn't do it because um, I played it at PAX, and I don't want to touch that game with a controller. I just don't like just don't like those sorts of games with, uh, with a controller. So that's, and Microsoft is staunchly against hooking up a mouse to their console. They just they won't, they won't let you do it. Uh, Not to mention mods. So it has no influence on me. And quite honestly, a game like Skyrim, the idea that I'd be done with it in a month and ready for DLC is laughable. Just absolutely laughable. So uh, 
I don't, I don't even get the point of this. Well, it is a nice bonus though for the many, 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 many fans of the Oblivion se- of the Elder Scrolls series that uh, Bethesda has now because of the way Oblivion hit the 360. Right, it came out just to the 360 a bit after release on the PC. Right, or did it? Was it simultaneous? I can't remember for Oblivion. I think it came out on the 360 first, actually. Okay, uh, I don't know. Um, it was either simultaneous or it, first. It must have been simultaneous. But I think it was just... Or was it all three? Was it all three? Oblivion... No, the PS3 version didn't come out until like a year or two later. Okay. Yeah, 360 and PC. And this came out at a time where there weren't a lot of RPGs. were not a lot of good games on the 360. And they it, it just hit. It scratched an itch. And a bunch of people got sucked into it and played it for hours and 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 hours. And That's because its only competition at the time was Enchanted Arms. Sure. <laughs> and it was very popular, made a lot of new fans, and they all were console-playing fans, which is very different than the series has had in the past. And so my question is, you know, now that it's coming out PS3, 360 at the same time, uh, all these fans of the first game, I mean, they're going to get the 360 version anyway, right? I mean, were they really considering buying the other version? And who was typing so much? Oh, my goodness. That's me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone's, like, writing I- a report. <laughs> That, that's actually exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. I, I apologize. No, it's okay. I don't At least I'm not reading was. it to you while I'm typing it. Oh, which dear. I could... Give us a sentence. Um, you don't want this sentence. This is just my outline. So. Oh. It's a bunch of like random thoughts about <laughs> antebellum literature. and Stream of conscious on antebellum in literature. I love it. If you it. know anything about critical theory, then you would probably appreciate that what I'm writing about at the moment is new historicism and imperialism in U.S. antebellum literature and culture. And I'm looking at the ways in which um, texts can be seen as cultural monuments rather than merely, you know, stories or you know pieces of fiction. What do they tell us about the culture in which they were written? How do they fit into their context? That sort of thing. Doesn't that sound exciting? I think it's exciting. It, it sounds great exciting. I'm... Never mind the fact that I went back to play my iPhone. Um, so, then <laughs> <laughs> will he be done talking? Do I have to get to the next save point? Yes. Lucifer, so the answer is probably yes. <laughs> Lots of time. So I did want to point out to people, I've been play- I downloaded and started playing this uh, Dragon Fantasy game, and the first two monsters you fight are Biggs and Wedge. So <laughs> we're off to a good start. Uh, yes. There's a good sense Isn't of humor the- in this. The two eternal village villains from Final Fantasy. Yes, they are. Yeah, um, from the U.S. Final Fantasies, at least. I don't. I'm pretty sure they're not named that in Japan. <laughs> and aren't they in Chrono Trigger? Uh, I, th- I think so, but I'm not. In, I don't remember. In the tent where you play the game. Oh yeah. I think you're right. So it's a localization team thing. We can thank for that. <laughs> yes, they're from Star Wars. Yes, chat room. I know they're originally from Star Wars. <laughs> No, they're not. They're originally from Final Fantasy VI. That's where they're originally from. And I Aren't wish you a little short for an Imperial Guard? They are named the same in Japanese Final Fantasy, says just Doug. So, okay. They need to stop misspelling Vix. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, that probably proves that they are from the original, doesn't it? Since they were getting mistranslated. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. So uh, that's it. Uh, I know that they don't always preserve names, so I'm surprised by that. Will you let me troll your 
your readers and listeners. Can I can I do that for a few hours here? I thought that allowed. I thought you being on was isn't a that why we bring you on the podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I could just imagine like your chat room just erupting with people saying, "Lucifer is an idiot." Dear internet, why is he so stupid? So how are you going to troll them? I just did. Oh, Miss, did oh. you did you hear me not? Did you hear me saying uh, the correct pronunciation is Vix? It is Vix, oh, not Biggs. Stop, stop misspelling Vix, people. Come yeah, I on. see. What is this Biggs nonsense? Where is that coming from? <laughs> the movie. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, let's see. Moonshade. Okay. No, we talked about that already too. And we talked about that. Oh, Skyward Sword. Who's interested in Zelda? <laughs> I am interested in this only because it comes with a Wii Motion Plus. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I haven't bought one yet. I don't even have a Wii, so... What's wrong with you people? I leave RP Gamer, and this is what happens? Yes. You become Wii Motion Plus enthusiasts? Good heavens. Well, I'm less enthusiastic about it and more that I can't play the game without it. Yeah. You know, why would you want to play a game in which the, the combat is predicated solely on flailing your arms about like an inebriated apoplectic? Because I played Dragon Quest Swords and thought it was awesome! Oh, yes. Standards have apparently lowered about what is fun. You know, if I want to wave my arms around like a telegraph machine, I can go to the park with a tennis racket and accomplish some proper exercise. I don't need to do it in the privacy of my living room where I'm going to knock over a vase and frighten the cat. But isn't frightening the cat fun? No, because when I play a game, I want to relax. I don't want to, to flail about and exhaust myself in the process. I want to, if I could play a game where I didn't have to move any part of my body at all, I would, that, would be, that would be ideal. You know, if I could just sit there and just control the game with the power of my mind. Wow. I don't want physical activity. Well, there is actually a game being developed for very lazy gamers who want to just sit there on their couch and play the game and not have to do much. But um, It's called Fable. It's called Fable. Um, <laughs> the, the, the new Connect the new version of Fable. Shut Fable up! Journey. <laughs> Fable Journeys, yes. Stop Fable talking the journey. about it. I'm sorry. But it is what actually designed towards what you want. <laughs> no, it's not. He's a, he's a liar. He's, a, he's built and constructed entirely from lies. Okay. Condensed what? into a human form. He is a a lie that speaks and and utters lies. And inside of those lies are contained still more lies. <laughs> One has to wonder, has Peter Molyneux ever delivered on a pro promise? No! Uh, on all his promises? No, but some of them. That horrible man! <laughs> I'm just impressed by how well Lucy shrieks no. He is good uh, at that. Doesn't need although, a rape whistle. One thing to Peter Molyneux's credit, though, I did like uh, how he had uh, John Cleese in Fable 3. He was funny in there. Wait, he has a Twitter account, Blitzmage? Someone in our chat it's, room just says he's got a Twitter account. What's his Twitter account? It's a Twitter account, which we love, called Peter Molyneux which has statements that sound like the things that Peter Molyneux would say. I think one favorite is, um, we need to stop making games that say, I am a game, and start making games that say, what am I? <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are just absolutely just priceless ideas that 
you wonder if it's more Peter Molyneux than the real Peter Molyneux is, just to read read some of his, um, uh, frankly, amazing ideas. Let's see. World is being taken over by demons. You play as a human disguised as the demon psychologist of the demon leader. Okay. <laughs> Uh, He's largely interested in, in like, sort of like, uh, personal, you know, get inside. There was one idea where he wanted to play an FPS, where at the end of the round you would have to visit the graves and meet with the weeping families of all the people you had killed. <laughs> imagine, yes. imagine a game where three pauses and it's over. The game plays doorbells, ringtones, etc., trying to make you accidentally pause the game. <laughs> 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 Let's it's see. Real Peter Molyneux, actually. I think it's not. It's not a fake. It's really him. There are. There, it's just. It's priceless. If you're not following us on Twitter, what's wrong with you? Seriously, because <laughs> we're going to pitch the eight-player octopus action game. Concepts coming up later. Anyone have ideas for a title? We'll use the best. Let's see. And they decide to go with co-octopus. Uh, interesting. The central character in Co-Optopus is in love with a piano playing cat, play, a piano playing cat whose music literally stops wars and riots. The team currently working on Co-Optopus just wanted it to be a retro side-scrolling shooter. Down to old me again to inject some emotion. Okay. Yeah. So this is go check that out at Peter Maladeu. Yep. Peter M O L Y D E U X. Your abusive stepfather chases you into a space rocket that accidentally blasts off. It's just you, an eight-year-old boy, and him, alone in space. Actually, that reminds me of that cool game that I got to play at PAX, where I was doing things backwards. Mm. What was that? You you seemed more interested in it than I was, because I knew nothing about it. <laughs> game where you play as a magician but have no magic powers. You must entertain <laughs> goblins to escape a castle by deceiving them with illusions. Wow. <laughs> Card tricks to Card get out. Tricks, yes. Oh, what's going on here? Someone's mic just went crazy. I can hear myself talking. Oh, I can hear I can hear you too. Oh, and now it's up gone. there. It's all fixed. Yes. Oh, it has resolved. That was weird. Uh, uh, what game, Anna? I don't know what game you were playing. Help me. Uh, I was playing it on the. I got the card and I was flying backwards, and I was strumming the guitar. Oh, retrograde. Yes, that is the, the shoot 'em up game that you play, that you finish the game. The first thing you do is finish the game, but you cause a rip in space-time, and now you have to fix the time stream by doing all your actions in reverse that you just did. So you have to be where your ship was when it shot the bullets and press the, sh the shoot button at the right time. And it's playable with a guitar, guitar controller. Turns out to be kind of a pseudo-action-slash-rhythm action game. So, pretty cool. Uh, yes. <laughs> Like, so that you, that reminded you because Sean said the word spaceship? Um, sort of. Because otherwise the concept of that game is nothing like the one he described. Okay. Oh, whatever. I'm told that there is actually a game where you can control an octopus with each leg. And it has a sequel. So. Well, there is Octodad. Yeah, Octodad. Yeah. That's where oh. he, nobody realizes he's an octopus and he has to keep up his life to make sure everyone doesn't realize he's an octopus. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard and yeah. therefore it's almost certainly designed, at least in part, by Peter Molyneux. <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually quite fun. It's absurd. 
is that one of the other ideas on there was that a game there are 206 bones in the human body so there should be a game where a massively multiplayer game where there's 206 players and each player controls one bone yes and your job is to get through like an ordinary day <laughs> i could imagine watching shoot that. That i drew cockix <laughs> <laughs> that would so... take mag level servers for that <laughs> The character would spend the entire game forever just, like, writhing on the floor, twitching. That's the problem. <laughs> so it's a Kinect game. <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, that's right. The, f- the Journey will feature cutting-edge horse sweat technology. What? <laughs> that's what he says. Peter Melodou. So if, if my missus is watching a soap on the TV, can I come in and play Mario and make her watch the rest of it on the controller? Oh, that's not... See, these aren't good games. See, he has some down days, too. They're, I'm controlling... Oh, here we go. I'm controlling a pregnant mother who can see her baby's dreams on the Wii U screen. The dreams <laughs> reveal new and hidden pathways in the game. <laughs> wow. Okay, there you that go. That actually sounds <laughs> that almost... really, really disturbing. <laughs> That's a Suda51 game. <laughs> or not even Suda51. That's the guy who made um, uh, Deadly Premonition. You nope. play as a granddad. You can only interact with your grandchildren by playing a saxophone, which is required to escape a dreamlike castle. <laughs> Surreal. Yeah, sweary. Okay, we're going to move on. I'm sorry. Uh, I was really trying to talk about Zelda. Um, Go down the rabbit hole there and you'll so never get out. You, the point was you didn't want to swing your arms around for Zelda. Uh, and I don't disagree with you. I did play it at E3. It didn't feel like it was too much swinging around. I didn't feel like I was going to tire out and stuff, but there was definitely more action than you're used to. So if you're just a, if you don't like the concept, then yeah, this is you know, don't play this one. Uh, but they wanted to let us know that there's a gold controller version coming out because you know back in the day we used to have gold cartridges because we had cartridges. You know, that's how games came. So you got the gold cartridge. You're like I got the gold cartridge. Look at me, I'm special. I got the gold one. Um, can't do that now. So we got to send you a gold controller, and it comes <laughs> in a seventy dollar version of the game. Mm-hmm. And a gold disc. I, I'm pretty sure the, all the discs are gold. Well, fine. <laughs> but yes. Uh, what, what, what? Oh, what you're seeing in the picture that's a gold disc. This is interesting. All the first one copies of the games, including this one that comes with the gold controller and the regular version of the game, which of course still exists, that doesn't come with a gold controller. They all come in the first run with the orchestral concert special CD. So this is the CD they talked about at E3. They said, we're going to make all this orchestral Zelda music that's coming from this tour that they're about to go do. We're going to make it available to you in some way. This is it. You need to get the game early. So uh, there you go. Are they just going to release the soundtrack by itself? Not to my knowledge. So if you didn't want to buy the game and you wanted that soundtrack, guess you're buying the game. (laughs) Sorry. I guess I am actually. <laughs> I, I, I want that soundtrack. Yeah. I'm trying to d- debate uh, whether or not, as as Sean continues writing his paper, I'm trying to debate whether or not uh, the collector's edition controller, getting one of these new integrated Wii Motion Plus controllers, is going to feel more comfortable over time while playing the game than just the regular one. Nobody knows. Okay. I. Uh, ah. uh, I'm writing about intellectual inquiry, so mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't listening to you. 
Sorry. No, I was wondering if uh, the Wii Motion Plus with the little the the regular Wiimote with the little the dongle add-on for Wii Motion Plus versus mm-hmm. this new more compact controller. It's been out a while in white, but you know whatever. You get the new one. Is one going to be more comfortable to play? Is having the longer one better? The shorter one better? Does it matter? That's what she's well, been wondering. Well, I mean, if you're flinging around the controller, how well does the add-on stay on? Oh, uh, fine. Yeah. Okay, then it locks in. Well, and keep it try when you got it. You got the new condom that expands to hold it in as well. So you have. Um... Oh, they have new condoms for them. Excellent. Yeah, it has the extended Wii Motion Plus Reservoir. So yeah, that was. <laughs> So, uh, and, and it stays on well. Don't worry. And, you won't have an accident with this week, condom. No. <laughs> so, the, yeah, the, so it, it's, that keeps it on quite well and it stays on anyway. Oh, dear Lord. So, I don't know whether or not, uh, it matters, whether or not one's going to be better or the other. Um, so I'm trying to figure out which version to get, basically. So, I guess I'll order the collector's edition so I can show it off on the podcasts. Uh, but, I'm wondering if I'm just wasting money on a gold remote. Probably. What not. you could do, Chris. Yeah. You could buy a can of gold spray paint. Ooh. There you go. But, I've got a golden Wiimote. But it doesn't have the integrated Wii Motion Plus. You could spray paint your current Wii Motion Plus and just stick it on the end, and it will work just the same. Maybe I'll just get this and sell one of my old remotes to GameStop. Nintendo's got their hooks in you deep, haven't they, mate? Yeah, they do. <laughs> Actually, I really enjoyed the demo at E3. It played rather well. Um, a lot better than I expected. Rubbish. Yeah. Rubbish. Played okay. rather well. <laughs> Were you still waving your arms around like a spastic? Uh, no. I mean, I had to move my arms. Ah, see? I, right I, I don't know that I, I would say my motions were spastic or frenetic. I think spastic. Okay. No, so I've I, seen pictures of you. You don't look like the kind of fellow who could be spastic. You look at the fellow like the kind of fellow who would have a nervous twitch and might occasionally go eh, and then, and then reset and go back to normal. But yeah, I don't know what you're talking spastic. about. And neither does anybody watching the live stream right now. All right, so Probably. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at pictures of um, the RP Gamer uh, E3 group, and there's this great picture where everyone's in the picture, and there's Michael and Anna and some. A Chinese girl named Chloe, and I think Ed was there. And, and then you're in the back. I like how head. anybody you don't know, you feel the need to point out their race. Well, of course. <laughs> Otherwise, no one will know who I'm talking about. So anyway, how does that work for Manny? I didn't see. Was he in the picture? I don't think so. He, he wasn't there. There was he just there was you. I picture. saw Anna. And I yeah, saw he may not have Sarah. been in that picture. And then you're in the back, Chris. Yeah. And your head is tilted sideways, and you've got this sort of like painted on smile. And I'm like, Chris is twitching. <laughs> He's having a nervous twitch at that moment. He's like, eh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. And then there's another picture where you're very far away from everyone and you're kind of pushing them away with your feet. And I like that too. I'm pushing them away with my feet. Yeah, everyone is on the left side of the picture. But yeah. you're on the right and your legs are extended and you're, like, you're trying like, no, stay away, I will kick you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I was like, Chris is very antisocial. Yes. All right, well, let's move on to the next news story. Dungeon Siege 3 is getting an expansion pack. So check this out. Treasures of the Sun is it's what it's named, and you're going to go into the desert. And that's probably all anyone cares to hear about this, because I don't know who's playing Dungeon Siege 3 still. 
<laughs> what? I'm still looking at the picture, and it's oh, okay. just it's <laughs> Anna, and I don't wish to sound terrible, but because of the position, it looks like you have your arm entirely wedged up Sarah McGarzars. Just and there's a look on her face as if you really do. So it's, it's great. She's like, "This is happening. What do I do?" Well, you, you realize she is a puppet, through. right? She doesn't actually oh, that's exist. What she's she's a, Sarah McGarzars, a hand puppet for yes. Anna. That's what's going on. Yes. Now I understand. Kirby! Kirby! Yes. Excellent! <laughs> Kirby! Yeah, you it's can, just a really you great ventriloquist. Kirby! Wow! Kirby! <laughs> it's Kirby. are giant Kirby puppet. Yes. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Hasselhoff! Kirby! <laughs> oh, you're so mean. Uh, okay. <laughs> Treasures of the Sun, the new Dungeons Disease 3 expansion will be out in October. It'll cost $9.99. It'll be available on Steam, PSN, and Xbox Live. Also getting new DLC is Deus Ex. Uh, getting a DLC called The Missing Link, which fills in a section of the story that previously is unfilled in during the course of the game. I don't want to tell you more details because it's kind of a mi mild spoiler. But the uh, point is there's some point in the game where you don't really understand what happens. And this DLC will fill you in on what occurred. And it's <laughs> aptly named The Missing Link. It'll be... We don't know when it's coming out, though. The announcement was October. meant to be posted in September, so it'll be out sometime in October. Okay. And with that, we are done with news, and I want to read to you a statement from... Uh, let's see, what's what's his face? Uh, from the legendary Zoltan. Oh. And let's see, I have that. This will be exciting. And this week, he sent us in a song, which I'm going to insert right here, if I remember to set the marker. Merc? Okay. He said, <clears throat> please read this on the air. Okay. Hello, RPG. Can I try? I can't even talk like him. Hello, RPG cast. Hello. This is the legendary Zoltan. Oh, is it really? No, I'm, I'm adding stuff because he talks to himself now and it's really weird and psychotic. No. So he says, hello, RPG cast. This is the legendary Zoltan. Lately, I've been playing a game that RP Gamer recently reviewed. It's a Lundra. As you know, it has pixel-perfect jumps, brutal puzzles, and a godforsaken roulette wheel that would destroy the soul of a lesser man or woman. I'm now 40 hours in, and I'm finally at what I remember to be my favorite part, the final dungeon. And now I'm in such a good mood at the thought of getting my soul crushed by a web of 50 or so interlocking puzzles that I've decided to record a song that I had written a long time ago. Spoiler alert, I'm about to reveal a spoiler story scene from the game. Spoiler alert! You know that part where you're busy saving a guy from his nightmares and in the meantime another girl dies from a nightmare? After that, the whole village starts totally disrespecting Alundra like it was his fault that girl died. This song is about that. It's called Soundless Appreciation. Enjoy it. To go to a town far away, so I got home the boat. Ever since that day, I've had the worst of luck. And on the first night of the damn boat, got sucked. In a coral reef, man, what, what are the odds? Wake up in a town where people spoken like frogs. Got a full time job, now who you gonna call? I bring tranquility, so so reap raw. I'm working overtime.
this dude's head trying to save his life Cause he was chasing hot stuff, you missed throughout the night So when she's my sword and made a tits goodbye But at the same time another girl's life gets arrived And they're acting like it's my fault The hell is that? They're asleep and I'm the one who's preserving the habitat How much max are they planning and the one in my direction? Maybe I'll go home and let their dreams dissect them I'm on the Underwater just like us a sea urchin Cause I gotta find a way Get more power I gotta go sleep It's ain't hour When I get home I just barely alive And it doesn't really help me asleep to ride Everybody's like please save my friend Ain't nobody asking how the hell if I been I'm working overtime
All right. Thank you, Zoltan. If you'd like to contribute music to the show or segments to the show like Zoltan does, just email them to podcast at rpgamer.com. If they're really big, uh, try and find a place to host it on an FTP site or one of those file sharing sites. But uh, if they're under 10 megs or so, should have no trouble emailing those in. Uh, love to play them on the show and very thankful to Zoltan for his constant contributions. We should start talking about what we've been playing. And so, Roy Burnett, I want to start with you. I have been playing the heck out of Deus Ex. Ooh, so have I. So I'm gl- I'm happy to talk about this with you. I love it. Isn't it a fantastic game? Yeah, and I love it all the more because I can cheat. Oh, you can cheat. How are you cheating? I've, I've been giving myself all the augmentations right from the beginning of the game. <laughs> oh, you found a cheat code? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So you've only, leveled yourself you can up. Only, you can only do it on the, the PC version, but it, 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 it's really fun to <laughs> cheat that way. You go through the first mission, Super Soldier. So I have been playing the heck out of this lately. Uh, I'd intended to uh, play a lot of Xenoblade as soon as I got my hands on it, and I did this week, but uh, then I tried this game, and it just completely sucked me in, and it hasn't let me go. So obviously... The, Deus Ex, the precursor to the other Deus Ex games. This is the origin story of Adam Jensen. You get to find out how he gets all his augmentations and all that stuff. And you're on his first adventure as the augmented dude. And this game is uh, it's interesting. Adam it's Jensen, first person he, he, he isn't in the other ones, is he? I believe it's the same guy. No, the first character from the first Deus Ex is called like J.C. Denton. Is it? Interesting. Yeah. I saw some. I saw a reference to a person named Denton in this game. Hmm. Yeah, the, the the whole the second the, the original thing. The I think that's somewhat completely different. Okay. Oh, yep. J.C. Denton. Okay. Hmm. This so game is a prequel to the first game in the sense that it takes place before it, but it has nothing to do with the actual first game, other than the fact that it's in the same world. Okay. I didn't know that. So. <laughs> Interesting. I think the first, the actual first Deus Ex takes place like another 25 years down the road or something like that. Oh, wow, that's quite a bit later. So, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, first person action RPG sort of thing. So you run around, you shoot stuff, and you level up your skills so you can shoot stuff better. You can hack into to doors and to computers. You can sneak around and not have anybody see you. You don't have to kill anybody in this game to complete it. You can basically play it however you want to play it. You can get augmentations that do anything as you keep leveling up. Like, I want to go down those paths that have electrified uh, floors. Okay, you can get augmentation that lets you do that. I want to go down those paths that have uh, you know poisonous gas. Okay, you can do that too. I want to be better at hacking so I can read everybody's email. That's what I'm doing. I'm I am I am completely just hacking everybody's email that I possibly can. That is my goal for the game. I'm I'm, I'm doing it too. Um, to, to give a good example, um, this game doesn't do like the the Mass Effect type thing where you have a choice in dialogue, but it's choice in gameplay. And um, to give a good example, right from the beginning of the game, in the beginning of the game, you have to break into the police station, and. Um, you have several ways you could do it. You can hack the side door to get in that way. You could sneak through the sewers to get in. You can persuade the security guard to get in. You could totally Rambo your way in if you want. You can there's yeah, you can persuade your way in, you can Rambo it, you can totally you could stealth in, which is what I did. 
And I, I knocked out every cop in the police station. I, I walked in the front door and talked to the guy at the front desk and convinced him to be my friend. And so the, he just the, let me in. <laughs> there was one time I did that, but then second time I stealthed my way in, which was one, much more fun. I love I love the conversation hacks in the system. Like you, one of the best things you get is invest in the conversation skill for your character. And when you are talking to people, you will get to read like their emotions and what they're thinking, how they're reacting to you, and you get to use that to either persuade them or emit pheromones to convince them to do what you want them to do. It's really fun. <laughs> that is fun to do. <laughs> There's just so so many fun ways of gameplay, and, and you're just rewarded for exploring everywhere. You get explore, experience for exploring. You get experience for finding new you things. You get experience for everything. A- everything you do, pretty much. And like, let's keep leveling up your character. Try this now. And try this now. The story, in my opinion, so far is really good. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, lots of detective type work, mysteries that you get to to unravel piece by piece, detail only, by hacked think, email detail. I mean, if if I was. Um, I definitely wouldn't have been as harsh on it with it as um, Adrian was in his review. Uh huh. Adrian gave it a 3.5. I would give it a 4.5. The only knock I would put against it was uh, some voice acting issues. Namely that Jensen himself sounds like Christian Bale when he's in Batman costume. No, he sounds like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> so what can you tell me about the break-in last night? That's my Adam Jensen. Chris? Huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, that's throat. my Adam Jensen. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> it's what the guy sounds like, seriously. <laughs> spray for that, you know. And, like, and, um, Adrian was going with uh, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Um, so that's... And um, with uh, some of the... Uh, particularly for any character that is black and or Mexican... They gave the characters the most stereotypical accent that they could come up with. They did. They really did. So they they don't they lay the accents on thick. I, I don't know if it's offensive or not because I don't get to deal with these sorts of urban centers to tell if people actually talk like this or not. Um, I know there was a story about how like one of the portrayals of an African American in the game is racist. I don't know if it's racist because that usually means you're using power to oppress somebody. But uh, it's certainly stereotypical and perhaps not very accurate. And so I can certainly understand how it's a derogatory display in some people's minds though other people are saying no this is this isn't offensive at all so i don't know uh, oh, I, I, I wouldn't say it's offensive i just say it's stereotypical yeah definitely stereotypical <laughs> like if it, for, for any gangsters in the game they give them the most stereotypical bang, gang banger accent that anyone could come up with especially I'd, I'd say if it's offensive to anyone i'd say it's for the hispanic characters in the game really there's a lot of Hispanic characters in the game too, like so. a, a, a Zeke Sanders at the very beginning of the game. Oh, yeah, that was that was a rough conversation. I didn't, it just wasn't very believable at all. So, a little bit of bad writing there. Uh, <laughs> and that that's really like the knock on it. The other knocks that I have on it are are just a lot of choices they make that kind of ruin the verisimilitude of the world. Um, and that's a big word. I probably shouldn't use that. But they, they make the world not feel real and authentic. And so you can hack, like, somebody's uh, storage garage and, like, go get all this stuff out of the garage. And, uh, like, okay, I got in there. And then, But you can't close the door to like and lock it again so that nobody else can go in and get stuff. It's like, okay, that's very gamey. Because if you were really leaving it open, all these other homeless people on the street would just walk in there when you left and steal everything. And they don't. 
You can go into a building, knock out a bunch of guards, and come back 10 hours later, and those guards will still be knocked out. And that's kind of ridiculous, too. It's like, this, you really just, you decided that knockouts in this game are just the same as killing a, a, a person, except we're not going to mark down for story purposes that you killed them. We're going to say, oh, you knocked them out. They're just sleeping. It's just that nobody has gone up there and noticed they've been sleeping for 12 and a half hours now. Yes, I guess that means for the entire game, like the entire Detroit Police Department is knocked out. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of ridiculous. So uh, th th those sorts of gamey elements that, you know, we've kind of come to the point where we can move beyond those or do things to, to make the worlds feel more real than that. But yeah, yeah as Demotion in the chat room says, oh, they, they were really tired. <laughs> yes, yes, they were. They were really tired. A long uh, day. <laughs> yes. Although, 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 on that same note, though, there are some aspects of the world that are really fleshed out yes. that are really good. Like, um, there was one part that really struck a chord to me. It's like it's right in the beginning of the game where the first time you enter uh, Adam Jensen's apartment building. Yeah. Um, if you if you walk down the hall from his apartment, you'll hear a. A couple, oh, yes. <laughs> they hear a couple shouting about a wife having an affair with someone that wasn't augmented. I just wanted to know what it was like to be with someone who's normal again. And then you hear the husband shouting, like, it was your idea to get this done to us. Yes. And it, it, little touches like that really sell the world. Now that there are some gameplay things like the not closing garage door and things yeah. like that that are stand out, but... The subtext of the story is just how humanity is dealing with the whole concept of augmentations and cybernetic implants and all that stuff, and how do and you deal with the, really well. How do you deal with the ethical concerns, the moral concerns, the philosophical concerns, all that sort of stuff? So they're they're harping on that and exposing you to all aspects of that debate and, and conflict. And it's done really. The well. funny thing is, is I've been listening to Chris play this game, and I was going to make a very snide comment about what Adam had augmented, but figured it wouldn't be appropriate for the game. <sighs> okay. I don't think they Are made you saying? Did you just pipe in to say you really wanted to make a penis joke while I was playing the game? Sounds like the game beat me to it. I see. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but all right. Uh, Anyway. I am 12. What is this? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Dick jokes because we're a classy group. Thank you, Daymotion. That's totally, yes. that's very accurate. <laughs> Stay, classy. Stay classy. Stay <laughs> classy. No, and I hadn't thought about that at all, but now I'm getting random thoughts in my head about how exactly you would go about augmenting that. It's probably better not to ask. Well, well wasn't that what do? the couple was arguing about? No. I just wanted to be with someone that wasn't Augment? No, like... They, oh. That, yeah. Okay. Now, what is interesting... He, he, had, he had... That guy, the couple that was arguing, had metal hands. Yeah. Oh! See, that was an important detail. Yeah. He, he didn't... He was not like a full-on cyborg. <laughs> Yes. These people in this world, they aren't like full cyborgs or whatnot. It's just like an arm or a leg or something they had replaced or something like that. Yes. It's so, not like they're full-on metal men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What was I going to say? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, uh, they even have romance novels <laughs> that expose the, uh, the, the, the dichotomy of, of humans falling in love with augmented citizens. So... Uh, they've really fleshed out the, the backstory in this world. Uh, the 
the game uh i i'm only like five or six hours in maybe more maybe 10 hours in i don't know and uh so far i'm really adoring it i can't wait to play more of it i want to just keep reading people's emails and and stuff like that and being stealthy and then sometimes deciding, well, screw stealth, I'm going to shoot you in the face. But a good combination of the two. And I like that the game's flexible enough to let me play it both ways. Well, and, and that's the nice thing about it, is that you're not punished for choosing a gameplay style. Every style is equally viable. Yeah. And there so doesn't you... seem to be any morality meter or anything that's um, controlling things. The thing is, is that Adrian says that's not necessarily true because the boss, because the boss fights don't always let you do something besides smack it in the face yeah i oh, haven't, yeah, that, I haven't that, run that, into that, a fight yet, a boss fight yet so yeah that, that's one thing that's made sure that like, even if you're going like this total stealth just knocking everyone out approach like not using non-violence and using the silenced weapons like the uh trank rifle carry the combat rifle on you too <laughs> just to have Seriously, Chris, you need to stop tranking people in the eye. I, I trank them. And what I've been doing, actually, is upgrading my pistol. Um, I know it's not the same as a combat rifle, but my pistol's pretty awesome now. You need to carry with you at least one lethal weapon. Right. Like, for me, my, le my we weapon loadout, I carry the trank rifle, that peps thing I got in the uh, police station that shoots out that sonic blast thing. Yeah. Um... I have the crossbow. Ooh, you kept the crossbow. I like the crossbow. Nice. I found I found a rocket launcher in Derelict Road that I kept. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even know they had those. <laughs> it, it, it's in an off the beaten path in the first level, or in a Detroit level. When you infiltrate the gang hideout. And I've kept it with me because it's fun. I've never actually shot anyone with it, but it's great for causing a distraction. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. So I, I'm loving the heck out of that. Is there anything more we should say about that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Adrian was way too harsh on in his review. Uh, well, and I would agree so right now, but I haven't finished it, so I don't know. My staff would probably agree that it was too harsh. They've Those who have finished it, which make a quite a sizable majority of my staff now, have all absolutely loved it mm. and had nothing but good things to say about it. Yeah, the, the, the boss fights are a little out of place. Like it's the typical strafe around in a circle type thing, and just keep shooting until it dies. I'm just so impressed with how well this game turned out because I played it at E3 and I thought, well, this looks really bad. But I'm playing it completely out of context. Maybe I'm just not getting it, and that was totally true. Like as soon as I went through the tutorial level, and then the next level I get to was the E3 demo. That demo was like completely different experience than it was at E3. I totally had fun doing it. I understood what I was doing. I was able to do it the way I wanted to, and I felt totally in charge of my gameplay experience. It was great. And for people who are wondering, there is a super easy mode too that you could choose, if you just want to see the story. <laughs> yeah, there is. There is the super easy mode. There is the normal mode, and then there is the. Um what it was like to play the original Deus Ex. Oh, really? I didn't realize that's how that was. Yeah, that's why, the, that's why the hard mode is called Give Me Deus Ex. Ah, so the original Deus Ex was very hard? In the beginning, yes, it was. Ah, cool. And, and it was very much, if you didn't rely on stealth, you were going to die. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I need to play that through at some point. And it, it was also one of those things like you could augment yourself in that game, and but you could really screw yourself too. Like if you put all things into random things like poison resistance or something stupid. 
Uh, like they put all their points into swimming. So in the first game, you should put all your points into combat. Combat and stealth. That's it. <laughs> Ignore everything else. <laughs> oh, hacking. Hacking. Okay. Combat, stealth, hacking. Got it. All right. Cool. Uh, did you play anything else? I played more Minecraft. More Minecraft. <laughs> Can't yes. play that. It's not a game. Can't play something that isn't a game. Got it. I'm I'm still working on the same project. I'm probably about to. You you hours worked in. in Minecraft then to satisfy Sean's statement. Yes. You experienced <laughs> Minecraft. Yes. I would say. <laughs> you used it. You're programming in Minecraft. You did image layout. You continued your mile high cathedral or whatever it is. Your it's actual RPG Sanctum. Oh, three mile high. Yes. Now what I'm doing right now is I've actually finished with the main structure. And now now what I'm doing is building I the have garden? um yeah, I'm I'm building the gardens and they're stretching out a mile. I have a and from each corner of the base of the pyramid they're stretching out a mile each way. And from that I'm building another wall. Just around that and the gardens are gonna have waterfalls and everything else in it. They'll be pretty. Oh, so pretty. All it's right. It's going to be a long while yet before I'm done. Besides Deus Ex, I played some Xenoblade. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is definitely a game. Um, I put exactly one evening into it, and so I've played through a bunch of the starting of the game, and so I haven't exp experienced it as deeply as I have Deus Ex. Um, I got it imported, and the first two hours of my experience was figuring out what exactly I need to do with my Wii and how do I do it safely, and then, reali and then realizing I was using the, the wrong loading program to get the thing to run. So just to save you some time, hack your Wii to put the homebrew channel on it, follow the, the nice NeoGAF Wii hacking wiki, and then put on the Gecko loader, and that will run Xenoblade just fine. So those are the two things you need. Um, the... Uh, homebrew channel and then uh, gecko and once i did that everything loaded up just fine and i was in and was experienced the rather wonderful soundtrack and the beginning of the game and realizing that the game's battle system is very weird this is not a normal traditional turn-based battle system it is it's it's kind of like another take on let's do something weird like final fantasy 12's battle system so you're running around, and you're taking your characters with your weapons, and you choose a target. I'm going to choose to attack this target right now, and you say attack, and then it goes into auto-attack mode where your character's just going to swing and stuff, and then you get to choose, all right, use this skill now, use this skill now, and as you use well, the wasn't skills... was the person that developed that game the same person that behind 12? Uh, I don't think so. Um, is that true? I don't know. If that's the I case, that the, explain it. I think one of the lead people on that game was one of the same people behind 12. Ah, that could that can explain it, so... So you're choosing when to use your special skills, and then there are special skills that you can chain together with your other party members or with yourself um, to inflict further and further status effects on the monsters. So I can, I can do what's called breaking them, which lowers their defenses. Then I can um, topple them, which knocks them down. And then I can stun them, which just keeps them down for a long time. And so you can stack those status effects on each other, and you can heal and all this other stuff. And you just... And then, in the, and all, all the, while all that's going on, your character is still auto attacking. So all that's going around, and then you can kind of choose and change on the fly who you're attacking, and you move your character around to avoid, like if a, if the monster is going to do a, a fire breath in front of it, you need to move your character out of the way. You've got full control while the battle's going on. You move them out of the way so you don't get hit by that. 
So there is that to be concerned with as well. So very action-oriented battle system. Still very RPG-like, so you're still using all your skills and stuff. And you get to buy new skills and upgrade your weapons. There's towns. Oh my gosh, are there towns. So the first town in the game is gigantic. It is just huge. It's take you hours just to get through it all and talk to all the people in it. And they've got side quests for you coming out of the woodwork. And you get all these side quests and they give you different things to do. Some are fetch quests, some are go kill these things quests. Some are just go talk to this person quests and you get rewards for all them and you get money and you get experience and all that stuff. And so you just keep leveling your character up just by having fun, talking around, running around the towns. So complete opposite of the Final Fantasy 13 experience where you can just go off for hours doing whatever the heck you feel like at any point in the story, basically. So that's that's really cool. And it will take a long time to get through this game because of it, because the side quests are good and they get expose you to all the characters in the city and you get to see all this cool stuff and develop your characters. And I'm really enjoying it so far, but that's about all I've put into it. So it's got a good battle system. It's got or it's got a different battle system. I don't know yet until I get more time with it if I'm going to say it's good. Um, it's got good music and great town experience and a lot of stuff to do. I'm really excited to play more of it, and I'm thinking it's turning out to be pretty good. So if you're thinking about importing it, I can tell you my experience has been pretty positive. Um, oh, Chris, that's one thing that should be mentioned about Deus Ex. Yeah? Is that uh, Deus Ex, while it does have side quests, all the side quests are really good. Yes. And they they're are. actually really Oh my to gosh, I've been doing the first side quest. It's huge. Were you helping out Jenny? Oh my gosh, it takes forever, yeah. but it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, when you're going when you go into Derelict Row during that side quest is where you get the rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't I must not have had inventory power for it or something. No. Uh yeah. So um, just to reiterate for people in the chat room who are wondering, you do not need a European Wii to play this, but you'll have to hack your Wii. If you, if you search for NeoGAF space Wii Wiki, you'll find the wiki that will let you, that will give you the instructions on what you need to do to, to do this. Um, and they're a little unclear, but I'm going to tell you right now. You search for that wiki, and then you, you follow their directions to load the Homebrew channel, and then you follow their directions to load Gecko. Those are the two things you need. Once you have that on there, then you can play Xenoblade. Okay? Uh, and, uh, and that's it. Um, and I don't believe that lets you play pirated games, so I don't think I'm violating site policy by telling you that. I believe pirated games are specifically disallowed by the homebrew people, which is good. Mm-hmm. Don't okay. steal. Yeah, no stealing. Stealing is wrong. That's right. Stealing is wrong. Oh, Joystick has a whole article wrong. on it, so go follow that article from Joystick, I guess. So, yes, you can see, I think that we can definitely say that Operation Rainfall has been a huge success. Once again, Nintendo has listened to their fans. Yeah. It's good. Excellent. Yeah, well I done. mean, I'm at the point where I'm, I mean, the, when I gave up and imported the game, Sean, I, I admitted defeat on Operation Rainfall. They sent Good me, man. when they sent me, a, I was waiting for this, though. They sent me a printed letter that basically said, we don't care. Yep. And that's what I needed to see before I was going to give up on it. I thought, <clears> I, I, gave to- up on I it. told you, Chris. Uh, no, I don't give up before I do the effort. You know. I wanted to okay. do the effort first. Mother three. Mother three. Mother, Mother three. two on the Wii. Eh, Whatever. Oh, they're a hateful company. Mother 2 on the Wii did not have a campaign like this. Yes, but Mother Not with this did. many people. Mother 3 kind of did. I don't think it was this dwarfed. big. Uh, it, yes, it was. 500,000 500, printed signatures delivered by Lori to Nintendo. Yeah, and their response to that was one sentence. <laughs> they're a hateful, spiteful, malicious, perfidious, awful company. Yeah. I'll never forgive them. Take my Mother well, 3 away from me. Don't release Mother 1 and 2 on the GBA here because people would buy it. Lucifer haven't you played buy Mother 3 it. anyway? Didn't you yes, I have, but it? I had to get a fan translation. 
Yeah. It's They're a hateful be- company. They're it's probably hateful. a better translation anyway. Well, yes, it's true. To be quite <laughs> I don't know why you're so upset. I'm upset because it's just, it's like, it is they, stupid. Yeah. The only thing they want to release is games, that, you know, aimed at 40 year old soccer moms who watch those Oompa Loompas on the Jersey Shore. And it's it's just infuriating that that's their target audience, and these are people who don't care about games and are never going to upgrade their hardware because they haul out the Wii once a year to play bowling. Ugh. Well, and I think it's particularly obnoxious in this case because I remember when the Wii was announced, um, Nintendo in their E3 press conference made a big production about the fact that this time they weren't going to leave behind hardcore games. Oh, yeah, yeah, this time. This time things will be different. Yeah. It'll be different games that we don't localize. That's what's going to be different. Is it? Why does nobody in the press ever confront Reggie? I, I, if I were there, he would get an earful and then some. There's something about our industry that is just insistent on being so hyperly polite, and I, I don't. You don't see that in other industries. There's at least one outlet that's going to, you know. There's a Jeremy, you know, Um, because they don't let Kotaku interview Reggie. I guess. I mean, they basically stick to the Control outlets experience. that they know are going to say positive things. Hmm. You know, in in other media, you've got your your Jeremy Paxtons and your Paxmans, and you've got your um, uh, what's his name, the guy, your Larry Kings, you know, who are willing to ask occasionally the tough questions. But I really get the sense that these media sort of circuses that they create at E3 and at uh, TGS and so on are contrived solely to be nothing more than, you know, the the mouthpiece of the press arm of the company. So they get people into a room and they whip them up with a bunch of hype and there's no questions, you know. There's no it's just it's it's just a press conference and then everyone goes away, you know, feeling enthusiastic. And the fact that Nintendo wasn't even able to pull this off at the last E3, where people came out wondering what the hell a Wii U was, if it was just a controller, shows that even that is starting to fail. That's how shaky the ground they stand on is. Hmm. So they deserve everything they get and more so. And I think it's just deserts what they did to Mother 3. The cretins. Okay, well, all that aside, I'd like to talk about another game I played this week, which is called Path of Exile which you can find at pathofexile.com. The game is not available to the public yet, but you can sign up there to get into the beta. And this is, much like Torchlight 2, it's an alternative to Diablo 3. However, unlike Torchlight 2, it is also an always-online game. So, um, However, it's free. So it's hard to criticize stuff that you get for free, especially online stuff that you have to download with your online connection anyway. But Path of Exile is basically a fan, a loving fan-made um, Diablo 2 clone and it really feels like Diablo 2 they've kept most well, of the control of buttons are the to, same it's a free to play MMO type thing isn't it no it's a it's a Diablo 2 clone it, you can call it an MMO all you want but Diablo 2 is not an MMO neither is this <laughs> so uh, in the towns you'll see lots of people so if that counts as MMO then sure go ahead call it MMO but uh, it's Diablo 2 clone. You're running around, you're killing monsters and picking up the loot, and you join parties of up to whatever the party limit is, and you can go and do it together. And, of course, there's PvP as well. It feels very Diablo 2-ish. Uh, it's nice, dark, and bloody. It's got ambient music like Diablo 2. Uh, I would say the artwork is not quite up to snuff as with the uh, with the 
you know, the blizzard or torchlight type artwork. But, you know, it, it, it does the job and it sets the mood appropriately and it, it certainly isn't terrible or anything like that. So uh, if you get into this, I the, the biggest thing I always judge with a Diablo type clone is if I start playing it, do I ever feel like I need to stop? And the answer was no. Because I kept wanting to play more and more and more, and it's like, oh, I, I don't want to log out now. I'm, I just got a new, a new, a new sword for my character. I got to find a gem to put in that sword. And then I'm gonna get more, more stuff to fall, and then I get, then I can find a. I need to find a belt. I need. To, oh, I found a belt. I need to find a ring now. Let's go find a ring. And oh, look at that! I found a gold sword. Oh, now I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta put gem in that. And and you just keep playing and get bigger and bigger and, and all that stuff. Uh, it's it's obviously in beta. Like right now. Other uh, features missing in the beta, and I won't say uh, what those features are because they specifically asked me not to. But uh, they'll be adding them, and you should go and apply and try and get into it. It is free to play. It will be free to play. Um, they're going to charge you for only for cosmetic. The, the only their model, their price model, it will be to sell cosmetic items and stuff, and they're going to make their money with that. So you don't need to feel like uh, costumes the, and whatnot. Yeah. So nothing that really affects the gameplay, um, and. That's 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 uh, Path of Exile. I encourage you to look up some preview footage of it and stuff. Um, I don't have anything on the site right now, um, but there is some. Oh, there's some B-roll footage right on their site right now. So they got a whole YouTube video. Go try it. Go check it out. Really excited about it because it just it nails the feel of of the Diablo 2 style game perfectly, and the skills are feeling right, and everything's feeling right, and you just want to keep playing and keep clicking. And that, in have my they opinion, is the most important part. release date? No. Have they, Anna? Do you remember? No. no. It's it's a studio in New Zealand of less than 10 people. I they've think been it's working on people, this. But... Yeah, they've been working on this for like four years. Yeah. So it'll be out when it's ready. So they really are emulating Blizzard in every way that they can. <laughs> so do you enjoy the quest? How's the quest structure in Act 2 doing? Is that pretty good? The quest structure in Act yeah, 2? Yeah, in Act 2 of Path of Exile. Have you gotten that far? I have not. Oh. I I got through Act One and then I had to stop because um, I really needed to get to bed. <laughs> um, how about the how about the character screen? Is that pretty accurate? You know, is the character screen accurate? <laughs> what <Yes>. do you mean? <laughs> I mean, all the, is all the information there correct and uh, appropriate? I mean, does it match what actually what happens in the game? I don't know what you mean. Oh, the stats? Do they match up what they work with in the game? You know, is the information correctly represented on the character screen? Uh, I didn't analyze it. I didn't. Oh. I didn't even think that it wouldn't be correct, Sean. So I don't. What know. about the voice? How about, how's the voice acting? There's no voice acting. Uh, what about the dialogue? What about the dialogue? There's dialogue. Is there, is there a lot of it? Is there a little bit of it? Um. What do you mean? Yes. I mean, you so click how much on text stuff. Is there? There's plenty of text. Speaking. It's it's a lot of text like Diablo two had. So, uh, well, not a ton of text. You know, the, about the same. You talk to people, you get a screen or two of text talking about a quest, and then you move on to the next topic, and then and then you're done. Oh, okay. How's PvP doing? That I have not tried yet. Excellent. Because I, I've heard... Uh, you've heard some a, criticisms, it sounds like, from this game. Birdie, <laughs> birdie, I've heard that... Well, you know. I, I, don't, I know that you don't want to, to surprise anyone, but I've heard that there is no PvP, that a lot of the dialogue isn't implemented, there's no voice acting yet, there is problems with the character screen, misrepresenting information, and that there are most of the quests in Act 2 aren't there. Yes, well, they specifically in the beta agreement, they say not to talk about most of those issues because they're oh. in beta still. <laughs> well, you see, luckily, I didn't sign the beta agreement because I'm yes. not playing it. Yes, well... Uh, the, All is well, then. Well, that, that's the thing. 
Um, I mean, we've gone this far. You can't sell in the game, and that was at the PAX demo. Like, there are major features missing from the game still. It is totally beta. So I'm just letting you guys know that this is looking like it's going to shape up to be pretty cool, but they got a long way to go. They definitely have a long way to go. I really want to sell items. You told me I can't talk about it. I immediately went to Google and said, things missing from the beta, so that I would list them all. Okay. You know? No, I didn't. (laughs) Because you told me you couldn't, so therefore... You, you kind of asked for that. I see, I see. Yeah, so you're you. welcome. Yes, thank you. Um, so there's some, obviously, some big things missing. I, I didn't notice the dialogue things that you're noticing, though. Um, I, so that one... This that is actually from me. their own website, so, okay. you know, I'm not really They must have it. added some stuff since that was posted or something like there's that. There's a great, it's if you want to go to pathofexile.com slash beta manifesto, <clears throat> you can get a list of all the things that are in and that aren't in. Look at that. Look at all that. It's huge. So, you know, get a really good idea. Oh, look of at that. How- Updated August 18th. Okay. Yeah, pretty cool. It looks like Diablo 2 just from reading this list. I mean, gems, flasks, belts, potions, monsters, tutorials, chat channels. And that's, uh, and that, oh, you know, one thing that's different about this game from Diablo 2 is the way you um, kind of, the gemming and what you can do with it is very different. So, like, you have s- gems that really give you skills and stuff like that. And augment your skills, and you and those are on gems, and you put those into the equipment. So that's a big part of a of augmenting your equipment and stuff. And also, you can take gems out of equipment, which is also very different. So you can keep. You, you uh, can do that in Diablo too, but it requires a stupid recipe, and you have to lose some gem or lose some uh, runes to do it. Oh, okay. I never got into rune crafting hardcore. Yeah, you throw um, your gem items into your uh, Herodric cube with some. Uh, particular runes, and that'll remove the gem. You'll lose the gems. Oh, you lose the gems. Okay, yeah. but it gets it gets the slots open. Yeah, it okay. gets the slots back open. That's the important part. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, uh, anyway, I had a lot of fun playing it, even though it's very beta and very early. So I'm really excited. I hope they finish the game up and that it holds the potential it seems to have. Uh, and I should probably move on from that. I think I'm done. Anna, what did you play this week? I was throwing bears. Throwing? Oh, you're playing wa- World of Warcraft. Yes. So I unlocked Firelands. Okay. Hooray. Good for you. And I've been playing Overclocked on the 3DS. And I feel like I was playing something else. Bejeweled. Yeah, I've been playing lots of Bejeweled. And I've been cross-stitching again because I have all my supplies. Hooray. Okay. And I think that's it for this week. Been doing more reading than playing games. Fair enough. And I guess that brings us to Mr. Sean Lucifer Cooper. Have you been doing anything other than writing reports? Well, I know I've been writing a lot of reports, but just never mind that because Lady Gaga news. Oh, Lady Gaga at the 2011 (laughs) Video Music Awards. She won big this year at the 2011 Video Music Awards. She took home awards for Best Female Video for Born This Way and Video with a Message also for Born This Way. And you can go on to YouTube and watch some videos of those amazing music videos from Lady Gaga. <laughs> Did you just go to Google News Entertainment? <laughs> no, actually. Oh. I went to the greatest website in the entire world, LadyGaga.com <laughs> forward slash news. Go there now. For all your Lady Gaga news. Jeez. I was about to say, your bastard say no blame, but you listen to Lady Gaga. 
Oh, I'm dear. sorry. Is there a problem with Lady Gaga? Oh, let's that, move uh, on. Let's, <laughs> start, let's have a debate on the relative merits of the Turkiscorian <laughs> aspects of Lady Gaga's particular <laughs> herb. Let's do that right now. Yes. Maybe not. So if you're interested in Lady Gaga, write into RP Gamer, write into Chris Privet E at rpgamer.com. Let him know all of your Lady Gaga related fantasies. Send him some slash fic, maybe Gaga slash Tidwell. Let's hear what you've got to say about Gaga now. Gaga Send it in. Go, go crazy. Lady Gaga Gamer signing off. All right. So <laughs> you really didn't play any games this week then? I I'm 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 <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> i don't know it wasn't words chris did you it play did you play deadly towers recently no that was that was actually um the was week that the thingy ended um okay this week i really didn't play any games because quite honestly i'm really really busy and when i'm not at home working i'm usually out so i let my uh. staff play um games and <laughs> you I live vicariously them through them that is the truth that's exactly what you spent the week there. bashing xenoblade even though your staff was telling you it was good though so i don't know that that's actually true well one staff member one one australian which to be fair means uh, he is criminal. permanently <laughs> criminal and inebriated so you can't you can't trust that man you can't got it i see so, i actually i did play one game what i watched the cricket the other day and i watched england beat india just with three balls left in the game, they passed India's score. And I sighed a huge sigh of relief because that was one of the closest games I've seen in a long while. And then today, I was going to watch the cricket, but it got rained out. So there's no cricket. Well, Anna and I watched the StarCraft, and we watched FX Open destroy Incredible Miracle. But uh, What does that even mean? I know, right? <laughs> in, the, in, the D, in the team league, Sean, in the team league. In the age of chaos, two factions battled for dominance. That's right. That, that's actually how it works. <laughs> Except it's not orcs versus humans. It's um, Westerners versus Koreans. But, <laughs> but hey, yes. Chris, yeah? I, I, I think Sean has managed to out-British me and John because we both live over here and we don't watch cricket. You don't watch cricket? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You could actually – you know, I've never been to a cricket match in my life. And it's like my – if I could do anything – for the rest of my life, what I would want to do is just to go to cricket matches and never do anything else ever again. And you can do this, and you don't. <laughs> I have to watch it on the internet. Oh, you, you don't you know you, you don't know you're missing. Go, go to the cricket. I don't even know how to play cricket. Oh my god, what is wrong with you people? Not enough fluoride in the water. Nope, not enough fluoride in the water. All right. And with that, I think it's time to bring the show to an end. It Thanks. has been fun. What? There's more. Oh. I'm supposed to pimp things. My staff are yelling. Oh, yes. Please do. First, we are doing Extra Life this year. Do you have money to spend? That's okay. Neither do I. But you should spend it anyway. Take your hard earned Yeah, you should it. spend it on the RP Gamer team instead of no, the No, no. They've, got, they've got enough money. They've got tons of money. They've got a million <laughs> readers. I've hired all of my readers, so there's no one left. So help us out. Come to Lucifer.com and click that little Extra Life button, and, and I'm so far the only one who's donated, and that makes me sad. Our goal is only 500 measly, tiny, insignificant dollars. So if you have $5, think of it. You're helping us out. Just throw it in there, and my staff will be playing Fable. Fable. All of them Fable 
on October 15th. Just fable, fable, fable. And we'd really appreciate it. terrible, actually. Help out some kids here at the William Beaumont Children's Hospital, which is just on the street from me. It's a great hospital. They're wonderful people. And uh, the kids there could really use your help. All right. Well, the RP Gamer team is also looking for more people to join it and uh, for your donations. Um, There's a lot of people on it, so I'm going to give them all a shout-out right now. Myself's on it. Uh, Andre Manriquez is on it. Uh, Sam Marcello, Sarah McGar, Trevor McKenzie, Anna Marie Newfeld, Kevin Pisano, Charles Spies, and Scott Wachter. And, uh, wow, Charles Spies has already gotten five donations for $300 total. That's pretty good. Go, Charles. He's our team leader right now. And the biggest incentive right here is if you come watch us, you don't have to watch Sean play Fable. I'm not actually. I'm not participating. I should say that up front, because October fifteenth is the day that I take the subject GRE in English, so I'll be busy all day, and I, then I have my midterms that week. But five of my staff, five or six or eight, a bunch of my staff members, I've lost count of them, are are doing it, and the the group goal is fi- is five hundred dollars. So, I just gave mine to our team leader, which is uh, Nathan Balloon Boy Spruthtoots. So, you know. If you, if you, that's Reeton. You guys would know him as Reeton ah, Abdul. Reeton Abdul, yes. He's our Pink, Preston Pink Gulkin extraordinaire. He is. He's been, a, he's been an amazing, he's our Preston PR guy, and he, he does a great job. And so we've put him in charge of this sort of thing, and yes. he's done a fine job at that. Look at that. <laughs> has he now? <laughs> he has, actually. Much to his credit, when he's, when he's awake, he does do quite a bit of work. Yes. All right. And uh, so that's Extra Life, and I don't know. I don't think they've given me any podcast promo stuff for this year. Um, hopefully I can start doing that and start spamming the podcast to remind you guys. So I'm just going to have to do it manually at the end of the show right now. Donate to Extra Life. Either us or Sean. Please go and donate. Um, team RP Gamer, Team Lucifer. Is it just called Lucifer? Uh, I think it's called Lucifer.com, actually. Lucifer.com, D-O-T, or the, or the period? All spelled out. Uh, I can look at the site real quick. Okay. You know, I, there's too much going on at Lucifer.com. But yeah, it says Lucifer.com on it. So yeah. Okay, it's got the dot. All right. RP Gamer is just RP Gamer. Lucifer.com, spell out DOT. Sponsor your no, favorite no, don't gamer. Spell it out. Oh. It's, it's a full stop. So just put that, push that key. That oh, Lucifer, the actual period. Yeah. Oh, Lucifer period COM. All right. Good. There you go. Go, uh, go to one of those, sponsor people, and or sign up yourself. Get people to sponsor you. It's great. October 15th. It's coming up soon. And uh, it is. I will be over at uh, the PlayStation Nation stream. Uh, during that day and I think we're going to have some RP Gamer people doing some stream Roy's working out details for that I don't know what all the details are going to be yet but we'll see if we'll have an RP Gamer stream going up as well and Sean are you guys going to have a stream or are you guys going to it depends on the person I think some of them are streaming and some of them are not so okay so you're going to have lots of streams just linked on your page there's surprisingly a lot of staff members involved I kind of said guys do what you want and they did what they wanted so cool there you go and uh, we'll have lots of stuff going on. Uh, Extra Life, I encourage you to get involved or to sponsor someone. Um, it's you a really should. good thing that we're doing. Or that we're doing. Uh, that that they're doing. And uh, please reward them for it. Um, so that's it. And with that, we're going to sign off. And we'll see you next week. Um, think of the children. Help the hospital in your area. And, um, oh, right. New releases. Here's what you should be thinking about next week. This guy at four. Disgaea 4. Disgaea 4. Do you actually play those, Sean? Of course. Oh, I didn't know you're still into them. Brilliant games. I'm so excited about Disgaea 4. Disgaea 4. I'm going to be getting that too. That's the only game coming out next week. But that's coming out. Crimson Alliance also coming out. And Dead Island. That's not not coming out either. So as Sean says, get Disgaea 4. 
the Sky Arcana 4 is the only game coming out next week or indeed this month. So okay. buy that right now. That's it. And with that, we'll sign off. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. I won't because I, I won't be here. Yes. Putting that out. Yes. You're wrong about that too, Chris. Yes. As you are about most things. Many things. Wrong. Bye. Goodbye. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Oh, good.